are so excited that you joined us for worship. Our pastors and church family are praying that the favor of God will be on your life and that this word will help propel you into greater purpose. We hope that you are blessed by the following message. Good. All right. John, the 16th chapter. And, and the 13th verse. The Bible reads in John chapter 16, verse 13, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. That's the part I want to focus on. He will tell you things to come. I want to minister a message this afternoon entitled Insider Information. Insider information. Thank you so much. Uh, we have been in an amazing series called Stranger Things. And this series has been focused on the supernatural power of God. And that God moves in the lives of his people. He is not a God that's bound to this earth realm. Bound as we have been teaching to what we've been calling the second dimension or the physical dimension. But he is born out of the spirit. He, he birthed the spirit world and that's where God operates. And God loves to take that first dimensional experience. That's heaven. That's the spirit realm. And to bring that into a second dimension experience. That's what we're living here on earth. We've been talking about the supernatural power of God. Uh, um, if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes... Um, Christianity is only authentic when it's supernatural. Uh, Christianity is only authentic when it's supernatural. We cannot desire to say that we serve a God who is obviously someone who, first of all, let's track, let's, let's track it. First of all, through conception, his conception was supernatural. His conception was supernatural. You remember this chick came out the gate talking about Holy Ghost did it. Joseph was like, huh? You know, thank God they sent the angels to talk to, talk to Reverend Joseph because at this point in time, for most of us, that would be a little strange that you're saying that you got knocked up and that it was the Holy Ghost. Are y'all in here today? Yeah. If your friend came and said, girl, girl, girl guess what? <laughs> the Holy Ghost did it. You'd be like, Holy Ghost, what fool? You, you're going to sit out somewhere. We, we would not believe that in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So his conception was supernatural. His birth was supernatural. Even the things surrounding his birth and, and how God got the men that were supposed to come and honor him, it, it was supernatural. His life was supernatural. At the age of 30, he's able to walk in to a particular space, and they were out of wine. Come on now. And he stepped in, and he turned the water to what? And most of y'all like the water to wine, Jesus. That's what y'all like. Y'all don't like deliverance, Jesus. Y'all don't like healing, Jesus. The only Jesus you know is the water to wine. So he comes in, uh, and he, he works miracles there. His whole experience of his ministry on the earth was, it was supernatural. His death was supernatural. His resurrection was supernatural. His ascension to heaven was supernatural. Everything about Jesus was supernatural. Now, how are you going to take a supernatural God, receive him in your heart, and want to live naturally? Everything about Christianity is supernatural within itself. One of the greatest parts of the supernatural journey with God is the ability to hear his voice. To hear his voice. If you only live 
out your Christian walk wanting to serve God, you've missed out. I know some of you are like, huh? Yeah, if you only live to serve God, you've missed out. Because the truth is, God doesn't want you just to serve him. He wants you to commune with him. You don't believe me? Let's go over to Genesis 3. Genesis 3, chapter 8, real quick. Genesis 3 and verse number 8. Y'all rocking with me today? Genesis 3 and 8. And the Bible says, and they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. I want to just leave that there for a minute, guys. He said they heard the sound of the Lord. Somebody said the sound of the Lord. The sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. What is this? This is intimacy between man and God. That God's whole idea with your life is that he wants to walk with you. He doesn't want to be seen as a God that's a far off in a far off land. He wants to be a God that you feel like you can walk with, that you can commune with, that you can fellowship with, that you don't have to. Some of us feel like we got to go on some hard, long journey in order to be able to what we call get closer to God. Can I tell you that the concept of getting closer to God and the way that most of us explain it is really biblically erroneous? Because what happened even after this here in Genesis uh, chapter 3 is that when Adam and Eve sinned, what happened was there was something that was placed in between man and God. But when Jesus was born into the earth, when he died on the cross, the Bible says that the veil was rent. That means whatever separated God from man, whatever separated man from God is now gone. So it's a concept in our minds that we're not close to God. The fact is, when Jesus did the finished work of the cross, you're as close to him as you will ever, ever be. So what is the problem then? The problem is we've got too much flesh in the way to understand that. So the idea that I want you to have when you're talking about getting closer to God, the concept I need you to grab a hold of is killing your flesh. Because as you kill your flesh, then you're able to realize that he's standing there all along. What if you change your mentality of having to strive in your prayers? What if you, what if you change your mentality to having this kind of laboring work thing in your prayers and you woke up and talked to God like he was right there? What if you woke up in the morning and said, good morning, Jesus? What if, what, if, what if you wake up and what if your communication was so tight with the God of heaven that immediately you hear a response because you have the faith to believe you can? The only reason why you don't encounter God like that is because your faith hasn't risen to the level to believe you can. And so the world tells you you're not good enough to walk with God. But I want to set about 80 people free in here right now and to let you know that God said, you're my son, you're my daughter, and I want to get back to the garden. Jesus said, I'm going to die so you can get back to that Genesis chapter 3, verse 8 experience. That I am so walking with God that I can, I can hear the sound of him in the cool of the day. Ooh. If we can get back to the place of that type of relationship and intimacy with him. Okay. Here's my question real quick. I didn't say this at the last campus, but I'll say it to you here. What's blocking your intimacy? Yeah. What's blocking your intimacy with God? 
What, what's blocking? What's blocking you from being able to understand that he's right there next to you? What's blocking you from having that conversation? What is in your life right now that is an inhibitor to your intimacy with God? Is it stuff? Is it, is it, is it money? Is it, is it, a, is it a, uh, a relationship? Is it some abs? Is it? Come on. Is it, is it a big Judy? What is it? Y'all in here? That's stopping you. Yeah. A, a Judy can be distracting. If you don't got the Holy, y'all ain't saying that you got to have the Holy Ghost to keep your focus. That thing start moving in front of you. You got to have the Holy Ghost. Y'all ain't saying, I'm saved. I got a holy, I'm really saved. And some people walk around in the earth and I just say, look straight, Sherman. Don't, don't even look, man of God. Don't even <laughs> keep focus on, keep your eyes on the Lord. <laughs> keep your eyes set like a flint to your Jerusalem. You, you gotta, you gotta, why y'all trying to fake it here today? Come on, man of God. Don't act like you ain't. You're like, I hope she didn't see me. <laughs> you gotta be careful because the enemy wants to distract. What is blocking your intimacy? What's blocking your intimacy? Could it be that you so strongly want to have human intimacy that you've missed out on intimacy with God? Could it be so bad that you want to be married? Could it be so bad, so bad that you want to be married that you forgot about the God that could give you the wife or husband? I'm not moving. You here? Are you getting this? You got to want him so bad that you want him better and greater than anything. I told you a year ago that the Lord began to speak to me and he said, Sherman, if I took it all away from you, if I took your children, if I took your wife, if I took the church, would you still serve me just because I'm me? Come on, let's talk real in here. Or do you only want me to be a genie in the bottle? Do you only want me because you want to try to get stuff out of me? If God took everything that you hold dear, if he removed everything that you want and you desire from your life, could you still lift your hands in worship? Could you still follow the plan of God for your life? Could you still be who he called you to be? Because he says you got to want me more than anything. Let's go back to the garden. Let's go back to the moment that I desire to walk with you in the cool of the day. Are you getting this today? So, so one of the greatest experiences is to experience God. Now remember, John chapter 14, 16 was our text from last week. As we talked about how, how God is not just everywhere, but he's where? Come on, class. You, you, you don't be scared. Come on, take your test now. Take your quiz. Let's try it again. God is not everywhere, but he is He's in us. Thank you for, for, for the few of you that wanted to bring it back up. So, right? He's not, he's, he's in us. And so we talked about God being in us is a game changer because all before now, before Christ uh, uh, went to the cross, God was everywhere, but he wasn't in. After the resurrection, and Jesus is going to sit on the right hand of the Father, he releases who? Holy Spirit into the earth so that God can now be just not around us, but in us. Not around us, but in us. So now this should be a whole nother level of intimacy. 
Because when I, when I walk every day of my life, I, I'm not trying to, again, reach to God because he's already there. So I'm, I'm talking to him as if we're connected. The scripture said like this, you in God and God in you. Man, if I really had the time to really exhaust it more. But, but, but in you and you in him. This is what God wants you to be. You have to abide in him and he abide in you. Somebody say that's long term. So the stuff about wanting encounters with God, wanting moments with God, you're actually, you're living beneath your privilege. This idea of give me an encounter, and I understand what you're talking about. You're talking about the manifest presence of the Lord, but, but what if you could live in that space just regularly? What if you could sense and feel the presence of the manifested presence of the Lord all day long? The only reason why you don't is because you don't have the revelation that you can. It's as simple as that. The only reason why you don't is because you don't have the revelation that you can't. What if you woke up every day expecting that when I wake up, I'm not only going to have the wisdom and the revelation that he's in me, I'm going to be able to sense and feel and know that he's here. This is good talk. So God's voice in my life means this. Write this down if you're taking notes, not taking notes. God's voice in my life means I'm not navigating through life blindly. That means he, he, he's giving me insider information. Insider information. Let's look at this. John chapter 16, 13, our text for today. Let's go there. John 16, 13 says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into what? Some truth. A piece of truth. He will lead you into all truth. I want you to think about that for a minute. All the information that you need for your life, he has it available. As a matter of fact, the scripture says everything you need that pertains to life and godliness, God has given it to you. So God is saying, listen, I'm giving you insider information through Holy Spirit. Listen, he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and look at this, and he will tell you things to come. He will tell you things to come. I, I scripture even before that in John chapter 14, 16, what I loved about that is that in John 14, 16, he said the Holy Spirit is coming, but the world will not know them. And the world will not receive them. And even there, he was trying to communicate to you that you've got an edge. You've got an advantage. Which means the world around you doesn't have access to the insider information that you have access to. And some of you don't understand that God actually does want you to have an advantage because some of you got into Christianity to play games and just give hugs and kisses. But Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. In other words, this is war. Come on. That this thing that we are in right now in America today for the realm that you've been called into, for the places that you've been, if it's arts and entertainment, if it's business, if it's education, whatever the place that you've been called into God doesn't want you just in that space he wants you to conquer in that space he wants you to be the best in that space he wants you to be promoted in that space now let me let me tell you some of you feel like well why would God care if I get promoted because listen to me the more you get promoted if you're in him the more he gets glorified 
Uh, it's, it's a war over territory. So he's like, let me promote this chick. Let me give them some information on how they can be able to excel so that when they get to the top, they give me all the glory. And that means more territory. That means more souls in the kingdom. And so your promotion is important to God. So, 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 so for people who say stuff like, you know, God wants me to be poor. It's so dumb. He gets no glory out of that. <laughs> he gets no glory out of you walking around with, 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 with nothing. He gets no glory out of that. But what he does get glory out of is when you begin to walk in a particular space and authority and you have influence and you're able to shift and make changes and you become one of those decision makers. Aren't you tired of just sitting at the table of decision makers? You ought to be at the head of the table and I'm the one that makes the decisions. I'm the one that gives the way in and the way out. I believe there's about 80 of you in the room that God wants to make some decision makers that you begin to change things in society that you begin to change things in the culture that you begin I make the decisions if, if you're going to be a king <laughs> help me precious lord if you're going to be a lord in the earth then you've got to have some level of influence show me a poor king I mean they've existed in life but God never intended for you to be in a place of rulership with nothing it's hard in here. I see I'm, I'm up against the spirit of poverty in here. Because some of you have embraced it. That's just the way you're going to live. But I'm going to tell you as God's prophet today that God wants to break that off of you. Uh, you don't have to live that way. You don't have to stay there. There's a way out. I wish I had about 20 people that would just praise God right now for a way out. I said, there is a, a way out. There's a way out. So God's like, I will give you inside information that the world doesn't have. That's what he says in, in, in John chapter 14. Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to be in you. The world can't even receive what he has. Back to our text in John chapter 16. But before, before I move, let me say this to you. Promotion is the name of the game right now. I can't get off of this because I feel like I'm supposed to release that to somebody today. And I can't move out of that moment too fast. I, I, I said promotion is the name of the game right now. And, and, and God, God doesn't want you to just be in the space and just be there. He wants to show you how to excel. So when you wake up in the morning, your conversations with God, you got to translate them. I'm all for the gifts of the Spirit. I believe in them. I flow in them. But I don't flow in them just to flow in them in the church. But I need, I need the healing power of God to flow through me in the marketplace, y'all don't want to. I want an anointing that could heal companies. <laughs> so you're trying to just lay hand on the sick people. I'm trying to lay hand on sick organizations. And I want to walk in and then have an idea or have a whole plan to take them out of being in the place they have been. I wish somebody had an insider information. Wants to give you what you need in order to take over. Here's the truth. I told you before, I don't like cartoons. I'm a father of three, about to have another child. I can't stand cartoons. I hate Nickelodeon, and I wish Disney would go to hell. These are just the facts. This is, this is real. Okay, I can't stand it. Yesterday, my kids were watching Austin and Get On My Nerves Alley. 
And I'm just irritated, you know, and my kids know I don't like it. I'm just honest about it, you know. It's like, I'm going to sit here and watch it with you, but I can't stand it. And I wish there's just a, you know, TV would break or something. I'm just sick of it. So I'm laying there on the couch. we watching Austin and Stupid Alley. And, and, and while we're watching it, I'm like, I'm there like, one of my kids is like, why don't you like it? Why don't you like it, Daddy? <laughs> I said, I said it's so doggone predictable. You just, you just know exactly what's about to happen, when it's about to happen. Everything about it, it's just, it's just all predictable. But there was one cartoon I loved when I was a kid. and Some of y'all already know what I'm about to say. And there was one. It's just one I love. I can't stand nothing about the rest, okay? I can't stand oh, racist Smurfs. Uh, yeah, I said it. Uh, I ain't conspiracy theorist, but it's the truth. Just oh, racist show called the Smurfs. I couldn't stand that. And, and, uh, and the, the, you, you don't get me started, because uh, I'll, I'll walk you through the whole thing if you want to try to play me today. I, I can't I can stand it. Uh, I can stand none of them. But one thing I, could, I love is when I got older, that's when Pinky and the Brain came out. I'm a priest Pinky in the brain here today. Pinky will look at Brain and say, what are we going to do today, Brain? He said, the same thing that we do everything. We're going to take over the world. You got to get that kind of mentality as a Christian. Uh, that when you wake up in the morning, you say, good morning. What are we going to do today, Jesus? And Jesus starts to give you the strategy on how to take over the doggone world. wants to give you holy ghost help me he wants to give you insider information so that you can promote the kingdom because when you get promoted the kingdom gets promoted that's what so you got it you're still trying to separate yourself from god and i know i'm messing with a lot of your theology today but remember god in you you in god right abide in me i abide in you right every time you get promoted he gets promoted every time you go to the next level he goes to the next level every time you go to the place then he gets the glory out of what he's trying to do in you i need you to high five somebody right now say let's go up together let's go up together let's go up together i'm tired of it down here i don't like the way it feels i don't like the way it feels down here i want to go higher to the place he's called me to go i want to go higher hit somebody else say up 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 and away so you've been living you've been living down here too long You've been, you've been living down here way too long. You've been at the lowest parts of your life. But I believe without a shadow of the doubt that God is trying to cause for you today to rise up higher than you've ever been before. Aren't you sick of hanging down here? Aren't you sick of being down here? Hanging around with people that don't know how to do right. Don't know how to become who they're about to become. But what if he took you a step higher? What if he took you to a place you've never been before? What if he took you to a place you have not seen and whatever it took you higher to a place you never since that you would go before I need you to hit somebody real quick and tell them higher I gotta go sit down listen sit down don't do that sit down listen God wants you 
to go higher. Ooh. I want to start a riot in here. Because I think somebody going to walk out of here. Somebody's going to walk out of here today with the understanding that God isn't playing with you. That he means business about your destiny. And the level I'm at right now is not the level I'm going to end this year. The level I'm at right now is not the level I'm going to end. But I'm going to end this year by going higher. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. I'll sit down. I don't know why you did that. I don't know why you did that. Hi. Sit down, please. Promotion. Promotion is what he's trying to do in you. Because when you're promoted, <laughs> the kingdom's promoted. If you, if you, when you're promoted and you get your house and come out your studio apartment, you, you don't understand that the kingdom gets the glory out of that. Oh my God. That's why the enemy's been trying to fight you so much with your money. He don't want you to get it into place. He don't want you to be debt free. Because he knows if you ever get a hold of that, you'll start getting promoted at another level. But I wish somebody would just tell debt to go to hell. I said tell debt to go to hell. I'm not going to have it this way anymore. But I'm going higher. Alright, listen. I have to finish this. Um, he says in you somebody say in me I don't have to navigate through life blindly but the spirit of God are you here today the spirit of God gives me what I need let me show you how the voice of God is moved in people's lives let me give this to you very quickly I want you to write this down number one God will move to give you provision he gives you insider information to find your provision Insider information, find your provision. Let me give you proof of it. First Kings chapter 17, verse 2. Elijah the prophet. He says, he said, I got something to tell you. Elijah, the Bible says, and the word of the Lord came. Insider information. Depart from here. Watch the specifics in this. Turn eastward. Hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. And you shall drink from the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed you where? I said to feed you where? I said to feed you where? Now listen to it. Look at the specifics of this thing. I mean, Jesus better be a Siri. You understand me? Better be a map quest. Turn left. Go east. You think that God can't give you the specifics of where your next level is? Y'all don't want to work in here with me. You think God can tell you where to go to get your next level of provision? I was sitting down minding my business in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And the Lord said, pull a website up. I said, what website, Lord? The Lord told me the website inside the information. I go to the website. I said, what page? The Lord tells me the page. Some of y'all, it's too deep for you. Stay where you were there. But I'm going to the next level. He begins to say, listen, go to that page. Apply for that job. And that's your job. I said, God, I don't want a job. I'm just being honest. At that point in time, I was preaching. And I was traveling and I didn't want to work a job. But the Lord said, the Lord said, no, no, apply for that job. And I went to, to that place and I did not even meet the requirements of the job, by the way. 
I did not meet the requirements of the job. I go and I apply for the job. And I, and I, think, and I think for a while, maybe I didn't get it because they didn't call me back. A month went by, and then all of a sudden, after about a month, Drell, my phone rings. And it's the company, and they say, we, we, this is just preliminary, but we want you to come in for a second interview. We're sorry we didn't call you by now. We had an emergency out here at the, at, at the rescue mission, but we knew it was your job when you walked in the building. So just as a, just as a preliminary, come get your job, but, but you got to do this second interview real quick. What if I ignored the insider information that told me where my provision was? Some of you don't understand that that was the job that gave me more money than I've ever made before. I was making more money then than I am right now. I'm telling you, God opened up a door. He said, I'm going to give you thousands of dollars. And not only am I going to give you thousands of dollars, but I'm going to give you a housing allowance. And not only am I going to give you a housing allowance, but I'm going to give you full benefits. And not only am I going to give you full benefits, I'm going to give you days to travel. And I'm going to call for every one of the things that you want to happen. And I needed it. Hold it. Because listen, it was what God needed to give me to prepare me to come here. I didn't have the information yet to know that God was about to call me to California. I didn't have the information yet that God was about to say, I want you to go and start kingdom culture. And the Lord told me, Sermon, listen, I couldn't tell you it all yet, but I had to give you one step by one step. I had to give you one piece by one piece. But if I had not taken the job over at the rescue mission to give me the money that I needed, I wouldn't have had the foundation to come here and to start Kingdom Culture. My question for you right now is, what information are you ignoring? What information are you holding back from? What information are you not listening to because God's trying to get you to the next level. Hit somebody around you say let's go up, let's go up, let's go up, let's go up. Listen. Yeah, I'm a simple vision there. I gotta go. There. There. Provision is not everywhere. Provision is only found there. What is your there? Sometimes there is a posture of the heart. Sometimes there is a place of obedience. Can I tell you, I heard it prayed this past Tuesday at corporate prayer, and I was blown away by this statement. The person was praying, and they began to pray and say very clearly that if we are to walk in any level of disobedience, we are locking ourselves out of the fullness of our inheritance. When you find yourself in disobedience, and I'm not just talking to God, I'm talking about to the God's leaders that God has given you. Don't rebel against what God placed in your life because you will not get your inheritance. It, it makes me laugh when people try to call themselves son, but don't listen to what I have to say. You're a joke. Okay, and if you feel like I'm talking to you, swallow. Don't throw it back up. Keep it down. Because God wants you to be in a place of obedience so that you don't miss out on your inheritance. Are you getting this? If he had not listened, if he not obeyed to go there, I couldn't start kingdom culture anywhere else. Kingdom culture had to be started at my there. It had to be started in San Bernardino. Because that's what the directions were. Am I helping anybody today? 
Your provision is found there. Here's the second thing, and I gotta get out of here. Your protection is found in the words of God, in the insider information. In John chapter, in John chapter uh, uh, 16, oh uh, no, no, where am I? Luke chapter 13, Luke chapter 13. Uh, Jesus is faced by the Pharisees and they're telling him, hey, go away, go away, go away. Do you not understand? Herod's trying to kill you. And Jesus, and I paraphrase, in turn gets, starts to tell them, listen to me, uh, I'm protected by the will of God. It is not the will of God that, that I be killed um, outside of Jerusalem. So as long as I'm following the pattern and the plan that God has for me, I'm protected. In other words, I cannot be taken out when I'm in his plan and I'm in his will. Is anybody getting this today? So there is safety inside of the insider information. Are you getting this? Here's the next thing. Let me move. You get direction. He told Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1, get out of your country and out of your father's house and go to a place that I will show you. In other words, I just want you to walk. Sometimes we need that direction. Sometimes there is a sitting direction. There's a, there's a sitting time. Or there's a, there's a whole time. But then, but then there's other times when the Lord's saying, get up and walk. Don't ask me where we're going. Just go. And if you go, I'll tell you where to go in the next part of the insider information. You just got to go. Somebody say go. Here's the last thing. You get strategy in your insider information. Strategy. Somebody say strategy. Come on, uh, Exodus chapter 7. Exodus chapter 7. You remember Moses and Aaron? God tell them, hey, I want you to take Aaron's rod. Go see Pharaoh. And what I'm going to have you do, I'm going to have you drop your rod. Your rod's going to turn into a snake. They go, they drop the rod, turns to the snake. Pharaoh's like, oh, that's cute. Uh, wise men, come. Drop your rod. Pharaoh's men drop their rod, and when they drop their rod, it turns into a snake. I want to help somebody in here today because you've been afraid because you realize that some people around you that are from hell and that don't serve God can do something similar to you. But I want you to realize just because they can imitate it don't mean that what they have actually has power. I'm trying to help you today. Because the story goes on where, where it makes it clear that Aaron's rod, that was a snake, slither over there to, to, to Pharaoh's rod, that was a snake and swallowed up. Y'all don't want to work in here. I said that Aaron's with his snake uh, swallowed up uh, a Pharaoh's snake. And so when Pharaoh thought that he could win, and when Pharaoh thought he was on the top, and when Pharaoh thought that he could succeed, God sent him in there in order to take over what hell was trying to produce. There's a revelation there that do not stop just because somebody's doing something similar to you. Don't give up just because somebody's doing the same thing. Because God will call for you to rise up and do it better. I wish you look at somebody and say, I'm about to do it better. I can't hear you. Find somebody and tell them, I'm about to do it better. Oh, say something softly. Listen, God's saying, I'm causing for you to go to the next level. Scripture say in Proverbs, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint or the people perish. God is trying to get revelation to you. There's insider information that is your inheritance that you don't have to navigate life blindly, but Holy Spirit 
wants to give you a word on the things that you have to do in life. All you've got to do is remove the inhibitors. Remove those things that try to block your intimacy. I want you to lift your hands. Father, we thank you right now for your presence here. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for what you're doing right now. I pray, God, that the, the seed of this word will be planted in every believer in here, Father, and that we will not, oh God, miss our opportunity to be led by your information. Give us intimacy with God. Help us to know what the next steps are. Help us to know what the next plans are. In Jesus' name. We hope that you enjoyed this message. We would love for you to come worship with us here again at Kingdom Culture Worship Center. We are all about being real people, serving a real God, and changing lives. Have a blessed week.